Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello, Melanie. Hello, Michelle. Um, Welcome to the GH Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I love how funny that was for you. (laughs) Because we're not serious people. (laughs) I felt like I was being a news, that was my impression of a newscaster. (laughs) Oh, okay. I loved all of it. Um, I really did. Let's let's do this. You want to? Yeah, I think we should. So... Okay, this is what I thought was amazing. Like, I love a good meditation here and there. But I loved how Anna engaged in this really violent mindfulness practice with with Valentine. She's like, picture murder. (laughs) (laughs) I love your interpretation of that scene. It makes it even that much better. (laughs) Okay, nothing else. Okay. So... uh, I felt like she was trying to prove that you know she too is twisted and the same like she's like you know what I mean like they already had that interaction they already flirted had a little bit of sexy times they kissed but here she is in the hospital bed trying to prove like we're the same we're good together he's like he knows like it's it's like watching her internal battle on the outside of her body is so cringy sometimes because you know she wants to tell him that she likes him but she's like oh the girls would would I miss you and and life would be a a boring without you I'm like dude he knows you kissed twice you like each other deal with it I know because she did like she did all that back and forth with Finn like with every human oh boy like with okay. every, it's, it's like her own foreplay before getting <laughs> like and no one understands it but her but I think she needs that to to date or to connect apparently okay like I'm kind of rushing to the end of the week but I thought it was hilarious when she was having her conversation with Ava about the Cassidines and it felt like she was asking Ava for like Cassidine love life advice I was killing myself laughing because I was like because the thing is Ava obviously I mean look everybody is the star of their own show right so it's like for Ava she's like excuse me like what are you (laughs) saying about my future with Nicholas and then when Anna (laughs) said that I was like why would you share a concern about yourself out loud to another person where they could easily take it bad? Like, it was just so weird. You're concerned about things going bad with the Cassidine. Exactly. That's where it becomes, like, her internal debate is external, and it's so cringy, but so funny. Oh, my God. I mean, hopefully she gets it together. But what did you make of this? Because you, you said earlier how she spoke to Valentina about how she felt through his girls. But <laughs> yeah. what did you think about when she was like, no, don't call them? I was like, I honestly, in that moment, I wasn't following fully, you know? And mm-hmm. then she kind of laid this rationale of, I don't want you to upset yourself or it might be too much. And I was like, okay, all right. I guess that makes sense. But as I was watching it, I was like, okay, that's a strong reaction. Like, don't call them. And at first I'm like, are you trying to like draw out this moment or something between you and him? Like, I didn't like, like I didn't get it right away. It's very weird. And I felt it very much displayed how she's torn with her emotions. Like she wants to do the right thing for him. And she's not really sure what the right thing is like it's kind of that whole debate is he going to make it is this going to be his last conversation with them uh should they hear him in this state like I feel like she she's trying so hard to make the best choices to win him over that she's tripping over herself okay because it did feel weird like it didn't feel straightforward like it didn't translate to me and I didn't fully understand like her motivation like what you're saying makes a lot of sense because I do recall her saying something to him like uh no, no no like you're going to survive because I think he wanted her to tell, pass the longer message to his girls, like tell them yes. I love them or whatever. Okay. So that does make a lot more sense because in the moment it didn't for me. So Brit and Jason <laughs> were at this empty bar um, that I, that I feel has like no walls and I'm, and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then they asked the bartender to leave the wallless bar unattended to go purchase alcohol somewhere else on the island because that bar does not come with alcohol (laughs) no it was all gone and so i mean the moment he leaves i feel like that was an opening for 
you know, kidnapping, violence, and it was. <laughs> that was very <laughs> bang on. <laughs> well, there's a few kind of interesting things in that scene. Well, one, the bartender connects with Nicholas. So he, we know yes, he speculated yes. last week about like his connection to the island and him actually knowing more than he's letting on. I mean, he has zero poker face, so it's really easy to kind of yeah. figure out what's going on underneath there. <laughs> and, I, you know, I love how kindly Ava points that out. She's like, if I could tell, Anna could tell. Like, yes. that's generous. <laughs> That's very generous. But yeah. There were so many times this week. <laughs> um, and then there was, you know, a little bit of a Jason Brit connecting moment where um, she was talking about his brother and she's like, well, one thing I know for sure is that you're both very hard to kill. <laughs> I like their conversation because it's funny and comical, but true. And then there was a phone call. (laughs) (laughs) And we all knew, like, the minute Jason left that something would happen to Britt. And it was our familiar guard who is wounded and trying to get Familiar (laughs) and one of three. (laughs) Guard guard number three (laughs) got loose. He got a spotlight lit on him, but I love Brit. Like she handled it so well. And that's what I love about the Jason Brit duo. Regardless of if there's a romance, she handles herself well. She's super smart. She's witty with him. And we talked about yeah. that whole like being in the best friend role while all of this goes down. And I can see that happening more and more. I, I definitely can. I can't get it out of my head, obviously, after you said it. It's hard not to see it when I'm watching it now. And I mean, look, it made sense. They were sitting at the bar without alcohol saying they had no leads. And so now they have this guy for the exactly, <laughs> and they get to stay in Greece together so their saga continues and while that's happening there's a huge huge saga going on at home and I don't know how you felt in this scene with um, Scott when Nina started to go high profile why is it high profile is it because of Sunny and I love how Scott had to spell it out for her no, because what you did was insane, okay? You're a high-profile <laughs> editor who kept a man hostage and tried to destroy his family. So that's sort of the angle they're going for. <laughs> that's what makes it interesting. I was like, are you serious right now? Like, I you know what love I mean? Him. She's, oh my gosh, all throughout the week, though, too, she's going between, I know I have to pay for what I did, and I don't care, I did it because I had to. Like, it was and so I weird. It. So it's, it's, not, it's not weird. I think it's who she is, right? You know what I mean? Mm. I think it gives you a hint to the authenticity of what is coming out of her. Like, for me, I'm just like, like that delusion. Like, when they're in the courtroom and Nina does that sweet, soft, oh, sad face. Oh, it goes yeah. to Michael. Like, they've been best friends. And this yeah. was the biggest betrayal. Michael, it was you? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you not remember the stuff? <laughs> like, you bumped into him at a grave site when he was visiting his father. And you're like, should I tell him his dad's not dead? <laughs> no. Instead, I'm going to, like, push the Nell agenda some more. Yeah. Like, that's twisted. So, And then she had the nerve to show up. This is the thing. Not only did she not tell Michael her role in everything, you know, she did mm-hmm. try to squeeze in one last visit. But she did make that, like, it was the conversation she had to top it off. Yes. That, yes. that kind of made the whole thing a little much. And it's kind of getting annoying. Um, to what extent, I guess... Oh, wow. This is kind of interesting. Oh, crap. It just hit me as I said it. Okay. Okay. So how I'm talking about Nina, like, being so shocked at Michael's behavior. Two people were kind of disillusioned, or if that's even the right word. So, like, her <laughs> about Michael. So, like, her mm-hmm. and Willow both had this sort of... Like, that's not the Michael I know moment this week. That's true. What do you think that means? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just a general observation. Got it. Um, well, look, I, I, I don't know, especially with Esme being thrown in. We love the idea of Willow also being Nina's daughter, right? That there was something shady that could have happened, you know, when when Willow was born or how Willow came into, like, Harmony's orbit or whatnot well carly made an interesting comment this week about <gasps> Nina and Nell. yes 
And I wrote it down because I'm like, oh my God, what does this mean? Because she's like, you don't look like Nell, but you sure as heck act like her. Yeah, like, why would you even say that? Right. Why, was, why would you even say that? It would be oh, so much easier to, oh my gosh, it would have been way more like, I guess, natural to say like mother, like daughter, or yes. you're not so different. Why would you ever make that physical appearance? Like, you don't look like her, but you're her. Like, why would that ever be a thing you say? exactly so I'm like okay there's still oh. something happening here <laughs> sorry that was a lot okay that was a lot okay so more about that whole court thing okay um first off I like I knew this would happen but like Sunny goes straight to Carly being like did you do it I wrote down that you said that would happen you called it Wow. Okay, wow. <laughs> wow, <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> because you said the first thing he would do is blame Carly and that Carly would be in that role that she always is in. And it's going to, it's messing with her and Sunny. It already is all of this stuff, but this was just another thing to add to the list. Do you know what's bad? Like, not only was I, do I participate in the podcast and say these things out loud <laughs> to you, I also listened to it right after an edit. <laughs> Don't recall. Don't recall. It's okay. I have notes. This is why we make a good team. (laughs) But what really bothered me about that whole interaction is that Sonny, it's the way that he glosses over that connection um, with with Nina. And so it's really interesting watching things play out. So he immediately goes to accuse her. Carly's like, no. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised she wasn't like, I don't know more offended like if I really think about it I feel like maybe that is how she feels right remember that conversation she had with Jason a long time ago at Turning Woods this idea like everybody still sees me that way and I feel like that's a part of her that isn't shocked when people assume the worst of her but I also think specifically with Sunny in that moment she's trying so hard to act normal and not rock the boat I feel like regularly if everything goes on the up and up she'd be like what the heck is wrong? Like, I feel like we would have heard more and she would have put him in his place, so to speak, in her own way. But she's still trying to figure out what on earth is going on. Why is he so, you know, protective over Nina? His mic face was showing all kinds this week. It was ridiculous. And that's exactly it because it's not Carly. So that's why it's like I'm leaning on that. But obviously what you're saying makes more sense. She has been sort of walking on eggshells with him. And she is very, very careful because she's extremely careful. Like there was, there's a bit of her that comes out when she caught him use the word we in reference to Nina. Meaning yes. up until this point, she never made the connection that they interacted. It wasn't just that she saw him and left him there. Yeah, It's that she actually interacted with him and got to know him. And then I really hate how he sort of minimizes the focus on Nina and kind of acts like, what are you talking about, Carly? Like, he kind of pushes it aside. He's like, well, there was a lot of people, you know, and, and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and then rather than her being like, well, you haven't really talked about Nina, you haven't really mentioned what your relationship was like during that time, she just sort of backs down and kind of goes on the whole wow, like, I guess there's a lot that I didn't really know. And it hurts her all over again. And I feel like even Michael's strong reactions in front of Sunny about everything is mm-hmm. a reflection of the fact that they lack a shared experience. And they talk about that, like, oh, Carly, you don't know what happened, like, when he was away. But it's the fact that Sunny never lost anything. They experienced grief and loss and had to find a way to move on. Sunny never lost anything. He never questioned anything. All he did was kind of, like, gain during the nine months he didn't know he lost anything the moment he realized he had family he walked off and left that was all of two seconds and when he came back he came back just in time and he has to deal with the awkwardness of course of like jason and carly and -hmm. catching up on what happened but he has not grieved there was no reason for him to have grieved if anything he looks back on his time fondly you know (laughs) so true because it's like it was really demonstrated. I mean, it is in all kinds of different ways, but one of the ways that I really enjoyed was when they were, I think, outside the courtroom and it was Michael, Carly, and Sonny. And Michael's just looking at Sonny like he had literally yeah. listed all the reasons why Sonny should be more riled up over this. And Sonny's just like, whatever, I told her to stay away from her family. Like he's still playing that cool, calm, collected attitude where Michael's like, hey, you need to get more upset about this because this is what we went through. Yeah. 
And that's awkward so, because Carly, like you said, is being really careful, but Michael doesn't understand or know exactly why on earth he should be careful or why on earth he should kind of like honor anything Sonny says because Carly's in the background. And when Michael said, I'm surprised I beat you to it. And exactly. she just kind of held that face. Okay. So I don't remember if I brought this up last week, but there was a conversation with Sonny and Spencer about the code that Spencer broke the code, that the code is you don't hurt your family and you don't hurt your loved ones. But Sonny is doing it at every turn since he's been back. And Michael and Carly are standing together and Sonny's just being this whole Mike person and kind of really putting his foot in things. He really is. There was only, like, I mean, look, when they realized it was Michael, Carly looked kind of shocked and proud. Sonny did not mm-hmm. look happy at all. But there yep. was one There was one moment that I don't know if Sonny came out and seemed proud, but obviously he went back to his neutral um, response to Nina. It's when they walked out and they overheard Michael talk about contribution. For a mm-hmm. split second, for a split second, the smirk on Sonny's face looked like he was proud of Michael's move. I missed but that. I must have blinked. <laughs> it was super, super fleeting, obviously. But it was just really, there's funny moments there too, because I love having the handcuffs being put on her, being walked out. And I thought it was super funny having Ava and Jack stand together and turn <laughs> around and look at Sunny being like, so what are you going to do about it? Like, it's really, really <laughs> awkward having this common knowledge out there, right? You have Ava that knows, Nina, Jax, Phyllis, like, this is not great. And the fact that right now, like, Sonny is risking humiliating her. That is what he's doing by not informing her. Like, information and knowledge is power. And he's taking that away from her. And the fact that he didn't learn with Nell, the fact that he tried to, like, because he believed he had an affair with Nell. He believed that he had slept with her. He didn't figure out that he was really getting scammed right away. And he just didn't go to Carly. He didn't go to Carly and be like, Mm. hey, this girl's nuts. I woke up. I don't remember. She's blackmailing me. He didn't do any of that. No lesson learned. And that gave like Nell room to kind of gain a little bit of power in the situation to torment Carly. And frankly, I mean, looking back at it now, Mm -hmm. I mean, Sonny's handling of the Nell and very much stepping aside really did contribute to Nell's ability to make progress in tormenting Carly. And, and that's like, I'm mind blown because it's like, it's exactly what's happening right now, just on a different scale. So there's that, that like you made mention to a lot of really interesting facts, but you also quoted Gladys in that same breath. What? You, said knowledge, you said knowledge is power. And that's how she ended the week. <laughs> Oh my, oh my gosh. (laughs) So that statement just blew my mind. All kinds, my friend. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That woman, like the moment they started that scene, the moment they started that scene, the moment you saw the cell phone, the moment you saw it on record, (laughs) you're like, that Bailey secret is just out of the bag. Yep. Yep. And in the hands to be Gladys, exactly in the hands of the biggest opportunist. And I mean, it's not hard to figure out that she loves money and she doesn't like working for it, and she feels (laughs) entitled. And so, this is going to be a disaster. I mean, it's going to be a disaster. Obviously, there's a lot at stake. She's in Valentine's room, but the point is, giving that information to Valentine, like I don't know how that helps her. Because then she can't really leverage anything. So I don't know what her plan is unless she feels that, like, once she shares the information, Valentine will pay her or date her. I do know. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, not the pair, but it's like, okay, is she trying to warm up to him because she knows he has a lot of money? Uh, That's one option I had in my head. But I'm like, why doesn't Brando just, like, ship her off to Puerto Rico or something for a while? That would be amazing. Right? Just get her out of everybody's hair for a little bit. She gave a grown man a teddy bear for crying out loud. Things are getting weird. I told him it's not for your rugrats. So (laughs) don't even think about letting them play with it. And then calling Charlotte Charmaine. (laughs) First of all, hello, the the return of Charlotte for one. So having those scenes together was very meaningful. And obviously she's recovered and healthy. So like that's important. But so their Mm -hmm. scenes were great. And I love their, I mean, Charlotte's a little mini adult. Um, and I loved her conversation, how she talked about friends, about mm-hmm. Brooklyn's friend, <laughs> and, you know, saying that apparently they play a lot of games together. 
Well, that explains and the hang kiss out. on the cheek. There was a sexy kiss on the cheek. It was very um that because <laughs> I would use more inappropriate language that I'm just not going to. Um, I'm going to steer clear, but yes, it was very you know, on its way somewhere. Um, but I love how she turned it around and said, do you have another friend? Kind of like looking out to be like, are you guys supposed to be friends? <laughs> like, just not following <laughs> this. Because you got, because they are flirty, you know, and sweet yes. together too. Um, but obviously he has another friend that he talked about and they replay, they flash back to like one so of my knew. favorite lines. <laughs> yeah, my favorite line when he was like, when she's like, I'm not wearing any socks. He's like, that's a good start. I'm like, you're talking about socks? But you made that so hot. <laughs> like, I don't even, I, I can't, I, I can't Valentine, you want me over. <laughs> I know, it's like if my husband said that to me, I'm like, shut up. No, I'm not wearing socks. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go get me some? I don't know. Okay, that. <laughs> I, lo- I love that you threw that qualifier in there. Um, <laughs> okay, so this kind of hit me out of nowhere. The visual, right? Having Charlotte mm-hmm. return and in the kitchen, the kitchen, the new kitchen. That was really cool, having a yeah. kitchen. So that's like the quarter main kitchen. That's the kitchen that no one has ever been allowed into. Okay, didn't you find it was similar? Because honestly, because at the beginning of the week, uh, Michael and Willow were in there. I thought it was part of like their house. Like, me too, by me too. The girl. Okay. And then I, I kept making these observations that it is quite similar in style to the layout of uh, Carly and Sunny's kitchen. In terms of oh, like, really? there's the island, there's the little table, there's the windows around. Like there was a familiarity to it's it. So, so cozy, I really though. thought, right? I thought it was like just like a mini version of like the Sunny and Carly kitchen. I loved it. It's really cute. And apparently everybody's in there now all the time. Um, And so (laughs) when Charlotte and Brooklyn were talking, like it occurred to me, like we talked about, you know, a few podcasts ago, the place Brooklyn is taking, right? You know, this, the friendship with Maxie, you know, I mean, she already had that like sort of friendship with, uh, with Dante, but like, I, I kind of never took into account the fact that she does have this, not full on motherly role, but definitely guardian type role with Charlotte, Lulu's daughter. Yes. That's going to be a lot. Like, because I can, I can't see a world where Lulu doesn't wake up from her coma. <laughs> I said, like, the way I, <laughs> I hear how it sounds, and uh-huh, say, uh-huh. but like, I don't see that, you know, like a world where she doesn't wake up at some point. And could you imagine what, like, that would be like for Lulu? Lulu spends her to wake up and be like, Brooklyn has sort of had a role in raising my daughter. She's best friends with my best friend. <laughs> what? She's dating Chase. <laughs> like, I'm sure at that point. <laughs> right? So I, I like it, it never occurred to me the significant motherly role that Brooklyn is playing to both Maxie and Lulu's daughters. Wow. I did not put it together that way either until you explained it to me. <laughs> yeah. Kind of nutso. So, so we were talking about this kitchen. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Michael, <laughs> Michael, Michael, Michael. Um, oh, that look, boy. look, I mean, in all honesty, like when Willow was sort of explaining why she was upset, I kind of get it. And it really comes down to one simple thing mm-hmm. that she uttered at the end of her conversation with Sasha. And that we talked about last week was the idea that she just wanted to be told first. She wanted to be in the loop. Like, it's just that. Yes. So when her and Michael were talking and she's trying to express why she's mad and they were going on for like a very long time mm-hmm. about his actions and all that. And I'm like, can't you just cut to the chase and be like, well, she told me, okay, I'll do that in the future. <laughs> like, I just felt like, could you, like, there's such an easier way to explain what happened. I do understand she thought that they were on one page, but I also understand Michael. He's sort of used to handling family stuff privately, I guess, or yes. to a certain degree. And he talked about being like guarded. And I'm like, that's one word, but he's also super clueless too, just generally. But I mean, I did feel for Willow when he said something about like, I needed to protect my family. And when she said, I thought I was your family too, I was like, ee. Yeah, that was, that was an ouchie. <laughs> because he's never gotten that far involved with people, right? Like he got close with Sasha, where Sasha 
you know, got exposed to a little mob violence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of slowly was integrating her into his world. But all that kind of got cut short with the yes. sacrifice they made for Wiley. So, really, he hasn't really had a person that was so real, which mm-hmm. Willow is, right? They've been married. They want to get married again. To be included, to be like, you know, the way Carly and Sunny are, right? It's no secrets, which we obviously realize that <laughs> not the case. But, yeah, that's... You know, Michael didn't just come from, like, a family where the family is a double entendre for, like, the mob business. But there is a similar dynamic with the Quartermains, too, where the family is business. Yeah. So I I can kind of understand that. And I hate to say it, but it kind of bugged me. Uh, I think it was last week. I don't know if they showed a bit of that earlier this week. But when Willow started to question the senator or the governor or whoever that Michael had over. Mm Mm-hmm. That bugged me so much. You were obviously very suspicious of this meeting and what Michael was doing. But it really bugged me that you walked in on his business meeting and started just pushing yourself in there and questioning this guy. Because it's the same complaints we used to have about, like, Valentin, Martin and Nina, you know, Curtis showing up at Jordan's work. On a professional level, I did not like that. Like, you know, if you're partners, you play the role to support somebody in their professional place. And if you were suspicious or whatnot or wanted information, I felt like that you save for Michael and when you're alone. I totally agree. And I think that if you mix that in with what Michael was explaining, and then he did bring a good point to her saying, like, you wanted to take it slow. And I don't know what the line is. It's very confusing. So I think a lot of this was to straighten out where they are and how serious they are I do not think he should have proposed like for beans but I agree like you have to figure out what your relationship is and where you stand and where your boundaries are Uh, yeah I did I did agree with that you know he might be a little clueless but that was a fair thing to say you want things Mm -hmm. to move slow so how much do we kind of share but I, I get it you know like him compartmentalizing like that it's not malicious no right it's really not malicious which she was with like um, like Sasha, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I get it. She just wanted to be told and informed. But during that whole conversation, it just felt like, what a fake problem you're trying to I create. know. And I was like, yeah, Michael is so ruthless. He pointed out to authorities that someone committed a crime. I'm like, what would these two do if they found out how, like, Dante played a role in getting Michael sent to jail? It's, oh. Michael didn't plant evidence. He didn't manipulate a judge. He's mm-hmm. not pulling strings other than bringing it to someone's attention. Everything else is out of his hands. He didn't pay for a specific conviction. It was really frustrating to hear Sasha and Willow say that's not Michael. But Michael has never been pushed this far. This is the first time his he thought his father was dead and was kept from him for nine months. How did you want the guy to react? Like, I think this is the best possible reaction he could have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not Sonny. It's not like he put out a hit on Nina while right? Sonny's doing that. But exactly that. Like, it's there are a lot of those hints, right? Do I really know you? You're so cold. You're so this. It's like, not no. really. Like, not even <laughs> a little bit. And I just feel like saying, like, just stop. But whatever. So she also <laughs> didn't like his proposal. She felt it was more of an I'm sorry that came out as will you marry me. And she, um, <laughs> she wasn't a fan. No. And I love that she told him to get up. <laughs> Just get up. Yeah. I can't, I can't talk to you when you're down there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was really funny. And then it was like really interesting. Cause I like, can I mean, look, we've seen Michael and Willow so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when Michael sits down and talks about and decides to reference Carly and Sunny about how yep. tumultuous the relationship was and how there was passion and fighting and how ugly it got. And like if you and I were to ever throw things, and I was like, no, like, not <laughs> no, even. like, like not nope. like I just thought it was such a funny extreme, first of all, right? To compare that relationship or to try to, you know, like I think it speaks to like a kid Michael inside there's so many things about that scene one obviously I think it's a it's like a clue to the Sunny Carly relationship right makeups mm-hmm. and breakups and it's showing that there's probably another cycle of the makeups and breakups to come but the fact that he's sitting there talking to Willow kind of comparing himself to the one relationship that he's that that was his main example and so mm-hmm. I feel like on some level even though he's talking about how ugly it was he also referenced that hardcore part about Carly and Sunny this idea that 
they're unbreakable and they'll always be there for each other. And I think part of him like wants that Carly, right? Like wants a similar relationship, a strong bond. I'll, I'll be there for you no matter what. Like this little boy trying to live up to like some kind of, in his mind, what is to be a fairy tale. I agree, but I also see it in a different way because remember okay. that talk that he had with Jason about how he always yeah. wanted them together. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. he was just saying this out loud to say it out loud, to try it on and see how it feels. But the reality is he wants a relationship as reliable and as sturdy as Jason and Carly because the I will break up with you and be there for you reference is Jason and Carly, not Carly and Sonny. Okay, I think you're so right because I wasn't even believing what I was saying because as I was talking, <laughs> I, no, I'm not joking because as I was talking, I'm like, does this make sense? Because I was I was literally flashing to Michael talking to Jason <laughs> and then you brought up this scene. I think this makes sense, what you're saying. Me too. Me too. Yay. <laughs> so much, so much of the sensicals happening. Okay, so we're talking about Michael. Let's head back to the Metro Court. Um, Jax walks in and sees two of his former fans just talking oh, and wants to talk to I don't even know why they were speaking you know like Michael being like I know you can make it up to me and I'm like I don't even recall what he asked of Jax to be honest about <laughs> how he could make it up to him but in their conversation Jax started to say things like don't you think she's paying because she feels bad I'm like oh my god oh my god just stop just stop I couldn't it's so cringy and then he's like because people want want her blood and I'm like well I mean just people walking around not liking you that that makes that okay like I'm just I was just so like not following and then the fact that like Jax gets pulled in and like that's the thing like it's starting to form it's starting to bubble up right Jax was being pulled over to this like Ava Scott Nina camp yes Michael's super excited to go. Carly's like, I'm excited. I'm going to see this. <laughs> and the fact that Sonny turns around and goes to Michael, why are you so excited? And he's like, because I thought my dad died. You. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, what is, what is happening? What is happening? And um, we all know that Nina was soon extradited back, or I don't even know if there's a reverse to that, but she was out on bail. <laughs> she was out on bail. And and I love that, you know, Jax is talking with Joss, and Joss has a clear side. Yes, Has love a very her. clear side, very clear side, which I think is going to be quite challenging for him as things get extreme. Absolutely. And so, right? And so that when they see each other, and she kind of goes off on Nina. It's like, how can you blame her? Because look, we talked earlier about that divide of the fact that like, sorry, shared experience, you know, like mm -hmm. Michael mourned, Carly mourned, but you know, Joss mourned too. Yeah. And Joss has lost a lot of people. <laughs> like she's lost Oscar, Dev, right? Mm -hmm. Brought in by Sunny, Sunny, um, there's been a lot of loss. Like her friend's father died and came back to the dead. Came back, came back from to the life. Dead. <laughs> came back to the dead. <laughs> Love it though. It is <laughs> it. And then Sunny, her stepfather dies and also comes back from the dead. Like a lot's gone on. She's lost her brother. Like there's just so much loss for Joss. And so she decides in all fairness to go after the woman that tormented her family, her mother specifically, and has the nerve to show up to her mother's restaurant. Yes, you have a lease in the Metro course. That's fine. You have an office there. Do you not have a coffee machine? So, okay, but the, like, the nerve, like, the nerve. Because remember, the Metro Corps is on the top floor. Her office is on a lower floor. Everything is on a lower floor. The fact that she has the nerve to go up to the restaurant and not even, like, the wherewithal or the decency to be like, okay, I'll just go to my office and I'm not going to, like, walk around here like this. And, that, and that's the struggle. It's like, has she not heard of virtual work? Like, why is she actually still going into that building? Virtual like, I don't work? Understand. She, she abandons her magazine every now and again. She's been literally living in Nixon Falls and has been working remotely. But now she's determined to work from her office and then to get coffee at the Metro Court. And I'm like, really, at fancy restaurants where you go to pick up a coffee? Not like all of those Perks coffee, like, carts everywhere? 
Exactly. And it's like, like you said, it's the, it's her personality. Like she's telling <laughs> Jocks. It's her as a person. That's the real problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting there like, oh, I'm just broke my heart. I'm like, oh my God, what is wrong with you, woman? And then in the same breath, you know, she's talking about how she's trying to own her path and how Jax can't save her because she's unsavable. And then she has that blowout with Carly. Like what, what number, what level are you on today? Let's try to roll with that. But that's the thing, like when I'm watching that, and I mean, I posted about it because I'm <laughs> sorry, I had a real problem with her saying the words like, oh, Joss really broke my heart. And then Jack's like, I'm so sorry about that. Right? And I'm like, and then yeah. sending her away, just go, just go. You're making it harder on Nina. It's like, what is happening? You broke her heart. You mm -hmm. hurt her. And it breaks your heart to see her tell you. And like, exactly, <laughs> like, and exactly. And exactly what you're saying, this idea of, like, her supposed, like, I can't be saved, um, or acting sort of contrite, like, she might have done something wrong. Because remember, she puts on quite a face for Curtis, for Jax, for Phyllis. Yeah. With Phyllis, she always has to correct herself, calling him Sonny, not Mike. Like, she's <laughs> like, watch me, watch me, I'm not crazy. Like, that's what she does with Maxie. She has to kind of, like, you know... I know it was bad. I know it was a bad choice. And everybody has been lobbying this concept of like, you know, Maxie, like she's still going to be on my life. And Curtis is all like, don't murder her. Give her a second chance. And all the, all the, and you know, Jax is like, it's just a mistake. But the point is like, even this idea of like lobbying, how Curtis has been for like a second chance, like giving someone another chance or an opportunity implies a mistake. It implies that they've done something and they feel bad for it. And she yes. plays a certain role. But to me, I find it so jarring, the little sad, pathetic face she plays for Jax, for Curtis, you know, with Phyllis. And even with Ava, she had that sad face like, oh, you know, it's over. It wasn't real, blah, blah, blah. This whole little face she puts on. When the mm -hmm. moment Carly was there, she sticks it to her and not one part of her feels bad. And part of me is like, what would all those people say? All those people lobbying for her second chance. Mm -hmm. What would they say if they watched her in those moments, that look in her eye? That look in her eye where she's going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Carly, where she's still blaming Carly for, like, killing Nell and for watching her daughter die. I, have, I had a hard time with that entire conversation. You know, her reference to, like, I'm a mom, too. You, you know, oh, Carly likes to the mom yeah. part. So I was, like, oh, my face, I don't know what my face was doing, but I love the part where Carly said, you should uh, plead insanity. And then my head went straight to, I really hope she does get some jail time because I would love for her to be in the same jail as Ryan and that mm. he can some way through his blinking communicate the fact that, oh, he knew Nell and Nell was his BFF. So what are you going to say now? Your daughter was best friends with the number one psycho murderer in all of Port Charles. You can't question that. You can I question Carly. You can make up your stories. But when Ryan tells you of their his fondness and friendship towards Nell and how he helped her or she helped him, then what do you do? Wow. That like that would have things be getting really real for Nina. But you know who also will be pulled into those prison scenes? Esme. <gasps> yes. And it's interesting because it's like if Esme is after Ava mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she's going to go to this prison and let's just say Nina in time lands there. Those are two significant people connected to Ava. Interesting. Oh, that just makes and me I think that like Nina's going to help. And then she'll get early release because she figured out something with Esme. Ugh, maybe. And then, and the, the, the thing is, though, like, this is why I got confused. Because mm -hmm. the, there was, like, because I was taking pictures of those moments with, with Nina. Because it was very compelling for me to watch her go from sad, pathetic, and then turn on this very different part of herself in front of Carly. And there mm -hmm. were moments where she had that, like, you know, that face where she's going at it. And so, like, I had taken a picture close up of her and then I actually happened to have taken one of Esme as well 
And, you know, maybe it's nothing and maybe it's just because I'm taking the picture. But, like, and I know that there is sort of, like, a Ryan thing that's been thrown out there. I mean, she's literally obsessed with Ryan. She makes, like, we see that in the scenes. But it's, like, in that moment where she had that conversation with Ava, which was epic. Because it's, like, you don't know who you're dealing with, right? And even when Ava was playing nice, I love how she ended it with, like, make use of that chance because you only get the one. Like, I love how she turned her Ava on at the end. But in that moment, it's, like, what came first? The obsession with Ryan or Ava. Ooh. Okay. Okay. And so when it comes to Esme, like, I don't know. Like, there, there's like a Nell quality to her, right? Because she yes. has a bit of that Nell quality. She has a bit of that Ryan quality. And again, both psychopaths. So who knows what is being reflected here? But there's such a weird connection there between like Esme, Ava, potentially Nina from what you're saying. And that's how I felt too when I was looking at those pictures. Something about... I don't know. The two pictures that I had, they just felt similar. And I, we, the reality is we don't know what Esme's age is. We don't know a lot. Just the fact that she doesn't have any family. We doesn't. We don't know what's going on about her money. Like, there's so many question marks when it comes to her. But she's definitely going to play some, like, weird psychotic role in all of this. Like, what if Nell was in touch with some kind of other sibling? Like, I don't know. It's just there's, there's something there, and obviously we haven't seen it unraveled to know exactly what Esme's connection is there. But yeah, I couldn't help but feel odd seeing this certain picture of Esme in a certain like kind of close-up that I had of, uh, of Nina. But yeah, Ooh. so Nina turning on with Carly, it drove me insane. Her cockiness, feeling like she knows everything. You're pulling the strings and all that yeah. stuff. And, and like, you know, Michael wouldn't do that. And she's like, shows you what you know about Michael. And even earlier, just like you, it really rubbed me the wrong way where she's like, I'm a mother too. And I felt like saying like, you have been motherly. And honestly, I could buy you saying that because technically you mothered Charlotte, you mothered Sasha. So I do agree with the fact that you are a mother, but when you say it in reference to Nell, that's where you lose me because no, it's just no, like that didn't happen. Right. (laughs) Nell, like Nell is not what made you a mother. Charlotte Mm -hmm. and Sasha made you a mother. Exactly. Oh God. It was so So, hard. So there's so many things there that kind of rubbed me the wrong way about about her use of that and trying to throw that at Carly. Um, but I love how Carly had a moment to kind of go at her and say, you are just like her. And pointing that out, everything was my fault. And she's like, well, it is. And I'm like, do you hear you? Like, do you hear you? Like, it's like all that stuff is genetic. Like, it's really, it's really insane at this point. Like, she can't even wrap her head around what happened to Nell. Like, she doesn't know the truth. And I think it's, it's like for the, for the audience, that's the point. Playing that up irks the audience because the audience Mm -hmm. knows the truth. So those parts, they do a really good job of like playing up that, you know, frustrating part of Nina that's very Nell-like. It's so true. And then, so like the end where she wraps up that conversation and she alludes to something about yeah. Sunny, and then Sunny Mike face shows up all, what's going on, ladies? Uh, and she gets startled. She gets startled <laughs> because when she talks about Carly to Sunny, she's like, well, does Carly know? And like, you know, Carly went at me, but I could take it. Like she plays it all so softly mm-hmm. and she never demonstrates that nasty side of her to many people and that's what was hitting me in those moments is watching that and realizing she hasn't she doesn't have anywhere to unleash that like she doesn't Mm -hmm. isn't that what Nell did gaslighting her only showing her crazy to Carly when she taunted her right before she threw herself down the stairs she taunted Carly with like a a duplicate of Morgan's baby blanket and that's Mm -hmm. what I was seeing in those moments you know Nina plays like a sad person oh my gosh everyone hates me I'm a pariah and she kind of like oh just just let me have it to everybody she's so (laughs) sad running to the Savoy every time she's sad multiple (laughs) times a day but when she's with Carly she shows Carly that part of herself and remember the only other time she kind of displayed it was around, remember when she, she crashed Sunny's funeral, Nina? Yeah. And she kind of showed that part of her. She showed it in front of Jax, which Jax feels like, oh, it's justified, I'll forgive that. But it was in front of, like, Diane yes. and Jason. So those two people, I feel, will see that part of Nina that, like, Sunny may not acknowledge. Well, there you, you have it. Like, what we were saying, there was another thing that he did. He's told Carly, stay away from her. But she's like, but she's in my hotel. But again, Carly said it so calmly and not the way she would normally say it to him. But no. it's like, what do you expect this woman to do? 
Nina came up to her. Nina started this conversation and confrontation and you're telling Carly to stay away from her. Like, are you kidding me right now? And, and like, like Nina being like, I'm going to leave now. I feel like Carly, you should have told him what she said. She's yes. saying, she's saying this to me. She's saying that to me. And she didn't. And so like, and Nina was like, oh crap, you know, like a crazy showing. I have to like put that down. <laughs> like she, it's kind of like she was getting caught by Sonny. Because remember, yes. she did make an agreement to leave his family alone. And she broke that agreement. It didn't seem to make Sonny all that mad. Exactly. Exactly. So there were so many subtle moments that were completely frustrating with just his facial expressions. He had like one line and I was just so annoyed with him. It's going to be bad. Like that's the thing about Carly. She's this is what we were talking about with the face acting. There's Mm -hmm. just such a vulnerability and her, you can see it in her face all the time, constantly seeing things through the lens of her grief. Like when yes. she walks in and sees Avery and Sonny, she's seeing yes. that through the lens of having lost him. Nothing is ever going to look and be the same again because of that. Everything is so fragile because of that. And she doesn't even have her best friend to talk to about it. But at the same time, and she, she? can't, she's got to be careful. Exactly. She, mm-hmm. and it's, she's got to be careful. And it's going to be all about kind of, because re- remember, like she's feeling, even though she, she didn't know it's, it's that Sonny was alive somewhere. There is mm-hmm. that guilt, right, of trying to make sure Sonny feels comfortable coming back into his life because, oh, my gosh, I moved on. I'm his wife, and I yeah. moved on, and maybe I should have known that he was alive. Like, maybe I should have, or I looked harder, or whatever. And she ended up starting this new thing. So there's a lot of that playing into it right? Trying to kind of make that okay and smooth that over. And she, like, little does she know, he moved on romantically as well. Exactly. Without without mourning her. Without thinking twice about it. Without wanting to look for her. Like, wait until she finds all of that out. Right? Because she only heard that, like, quick version and the details are going to come out. She's going to start to realize that it was a choice he made every single day. Yes. There was the wedding ring. There was the reality that he knew from the start he had a life. And not one part of him was drawn back to her at all. And that's mm-hmm. going to be hard because right now it's easy It's easy to kind of be thrown off by, oh, my God, you're alive. My rationale is, you know, I don't know. I, didn't, I lost my memory. I didn't think mm-hmm. about it. I don't know how to use Google. Like, all of that. <laughs> you know, and I just got caught up in my day-to-day life. And it's like, it, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt badly because she's already raw and vulnerable. And then to mm-hmm. be humiliated and shocked in these court cases when all of these details are going to come out. It's going to be brutal and damaging. And I can't wait to see it. <laughs> and it... I. <laughs> I know, I know, but it just honestly really, really takes me back to Nell at that peak when she was really pushing Carly and Sunny was questioning her and Jason was right there to tell her to trust her gut. That's what it reminds me of. I think he might come back in the nick of time. I think, I think it's, I think there might be a lot of chaos that perhaps might already be in motion by the time um, he swoops in. And I definitely think there's likely to be some kind of a breakdown where he's there with her and they both kind of give in once she mm. knows what he did is what I think could happen. Like It'll I be like, see it play out, dude. it could be like permission. Like everything is building, right? Because mm-hmm. he left, nothing's ever been dealt with. And then they find out of his betrayal and it's going to feel like a betrayal because it's going to be so hard for them to understand. Cause remember a non shared experience, they had yes. grief. Sonny did not. He just had a day between his past and future, right? <laughs> his past, like, you know, like the life that he left behind in his new life, it was only separated by a day. You know, well, who's going to love this gossip? Who? Cyrus. He's just like a gossiping queen. That's, that's what I thought when he called him. Like, oh, he knows. He knows about my <laughs> That's what he wants to talk about. And like, okay. So, okay. This, this is more of the cuter side. But when they were like teasing Avery and, and cautioning her about the syrup, mm-hmm. my you know how much I love Kit Kat. I made so, a note of it. <laughs> so, so when she was so, so sweet, where do all the Kit Kats go? And the fact that Sonny was laughing and it was so cute. He's like, yeah, Carly, where do the Kit Kats go? <laughs> and Carly was super calm in answering that question. You know, like the laundry, like she didn't give it away at all. It was just, <laughs> it was like the best and cutest little scene. And I want to know, like, what was her take when like Ava bounced in and did her little thing and kind of pushed past 
Carly and skip to Sunny and did what she did. I think she's trying to play her cards right. In the end, Carly, I, Carly did tell her, talk to Sunny. Don't talk to me. Yes, it wasn't about custody. It was about something else. And I think Ava's having a lot of fun in having this information to herself. But she's just kind of holding things close to her chest and doesn't want to cause any trouble right now. But she's going to poke at Sunny when she can. I hate it. But I don't blame her. Like, when they had that exactly. conversation about custody, I was like, damn it. And all that time, she had to build a relationship with Carly. Carly, like, sometimes would barely give her an inch when she was mm-hmm. being kind. And even though they found some kind of common ground, they needed more time to cement that. Yes. And at the end of the day, like, there, there's not going to be that. I mean, you need that drama. You need that friction. And Ava is very um, practical, right? She, can, she has sided with Carly in private. And she yes. does do that, right? She she does. But the thing is, Carly never allowed for an actual relationship to develop where I think Ava would have been all for it. She would have been all for developing something with Carly if Carly was open. Because, like, when I watch scenes between her and Nina where she says, like, people are going to only throw your mistakes in your face, I won't be one of them. Like, at the end of the day, like, you know, of course, like, she's going to be loyal to Nina. Again, I really would like it to be addressed in some shape or form where somebody yes. kind of asks Ava directly, like, you're okay with what she did to Avery. I would like it because I feel like Ava most likely would probably give an answer that would be satisfactory to me. I just think it needs to at least be addressed. I totally agree because we know the relationship that Nina and her have and how honest she can be with her. And even if it's not a passing comment, but something that just, like you said, needs to be said and we can move on, but it has to be said, like, this is getting too weird. Because right now she's just like, love is everything. I'm in love with Nicholas and we're going to have a fabulous life, even though like, you know, his son's life is being destroyed right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can, I can see things from Ava's side of it. She's She got kicked a lot. Yes, she did a horrible thing. I can kind of understand Carly, you know, being reluctant. But I felt like there was a lot of opportunity when Sunny was gone for things to have gone better or for them to have gotten closer. And Carly really kind of kept her at arm's length the whole way through. And even when Sunny came back, she could have given a little more. But, you know, it's her right not to. But this is sort of where it is right now. And it's interesting because, like, she's going to feel really, really vulnerable and alone, right? The fact that Ava would have known and Ava was supporting Nina. That's going to be tough for her when she finds out that Jax knew. Obviously, Sunny, like, it's going to be, it's really going to, like, it's really going to tear her down. It's going to be a huge breakdown. And I, I honestly can't wait to see how all that's going to be handled. But like Jax is really special in his conversation with Nina. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I have to grow too. Like I'm, I'm growing. Um, <laughs> I, I have to focus on myself and like not get in between you and Carly. And I'm like, what? What? Like that's like you've just like you've destroyed your relationship with very significant people. You helped to raise Michael. And you blackmailed him for a woman that was, like, scamming a dead guy. And you're still pursuing her. Yeah. And your idea... Yeah, and your idea of, like, being on a better path is just... I'm going to stay silent and uh, see how this plays out, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Like, I'll just do that. (laughs) It's, It's really, really terrible. It's really terrible. Like, he's kind of, like, boxed himself in somewhere. And I just kind of can't wait for Joss to find out more about his behavior and actions yeah like we were talking about the fact that you know she's an adult now she can make her choices to visit who she wants and when she finds out who her father really is because he really is hiding behind a facade like what will happen with their relationship i i don't know um but like talking about joss like (laughs) i don't know what to make of this right like loved her little interaction with nina but when she goes up and sees Spencer, she really is kind of validating, being like, look, you know, there's nothing wrong with working. It's admirable. But I love how she also said it's admirable. And then when he points out that, like, all her, like, parental figures are super, super rich, she's yeah. like, well, I didn't do anything to break their trust. So I don't have to work. Like, that's the difference between <laughs> you and I. I didn't do anything wrong that would merit me having to get a job. Like, that's a little, that's a little bit how I read it. But I don't know. Like, watching them together, it just feels like, wow, they, you have a lot of co- in common-ish. 
being rich, I guess. They do, though, and that's the interesting part. They understand the messed upness of that world, the responsibility and how things can change with money. They've seen things and lived things that their friends have not. And she did mention, even though she was directing this comment to Cam, she said that, like, it was sexy that he was working, and I thought that was an interesting thing to say to Spencer. Yep. (laughs) I, 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 you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know where that's going to go, but I think that's the whole point with these, with the younger kids is that they have like a whole decade, 20 years. Like these characters have like years to go. So this is the time to kind of set up these foundation, these bonds for like mm-hmm. way, way, way future storylines. But like about Spencer, like, I mean, look, I feel bad for the kid. He's like, Ava's terrible. And it's like, so not even the thing. Like when they, when they walked in, <laughs> she looked at him with compassion because yes. she didn't come from money. She did not come from money. So it's like she she looked at him with compassion and she's like, she's terrible to me. Whereas Nicholas acted like someone died. He's oh, like, oh my oh. God, I didn't, I didn't know. I know. That you were getting paid for <laughs> services rendered. <laughs> what? <laughs> Completely appalled by the whole thing. Yeah. Um, what he did with Alexis was, look yeah he it was it was bad but i was like well played well played (laughs) sir like what are you gonna say like you know he he has to find a way out of it and i think it was like an interesting little maneuver but i just think it's his timing it's like he's trying to get his son on the straight and narrow and win him over and they're going toe to toe at kelly's and you're like but you're both talking to a mirror i am confused right now you are one human but that's what's kind of great about it. And honestly, I think I shifted perspective the last time we spoke because you talked about, like, Laura's role. Because I was like, what's up? Like, they're not on the same page. Like, Laura posted bail. And then you pointed out, she, like, she's not happy with both of them. They're both kids. He can't parent yeah. Spencer. So she's kind of doing these things. And so that's how I, how we see it. They're both kids. So I'm just like, okay. But at the same time... Like, I get, like, I, I get the whole plot, right? You know, Alexis is so like, no, everybody has to pay for their crimes. I'll stay in jail yeah. longer. And, <laughs> and, you know, like, Sean is practical. He's like, take the yeah. deal. Get out. Like, maybe we'll just let things lie, which is what Jordan has been asking him to do for a very long time. Focus yeah. on your life. And, and I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to get justice. You know, he did go to Alexis first around the Nicholas thing and is very much willing to respect whatever Alexis wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how I feel pulling Spencer into things. And oh, I know he's I meant know. to be 18, but this is a thing, you know, like how Valentine was with him. And I know Sean is no Valentine, but adults have a tendency of treating Spencer like he's older than he is and yes. like he's not vulnerable or that he doesn't have emotions like other kids. Okay, here's the thing of what I'm hoping. Like, I definitely see your perspective and I don't like that Sean told him this at all. But what I do hope, because his actions, he's obviously not, how do, you, how do I say this? He's not taking accountability he's, for anything. Exactly. He's not really okay. learning anything so far. Exactly. And now you have his father doing something of this extent. So I'm hoping that he sees himself in that. Like, I don't want to make these choices. I don't want to continue down this path because I don't want something or like someone. That that will be his turning point. I think they will be each other's turning point, right? I think Mm -hmm. it is a parallel journey of Spencer growing up along with Nicholas and figuring out what parent-child will look like now that they're they've been reunited and while of course I think I mean I don't know what the plan is I don't know if the plan was just to follow Spencer and to overhear the confession Mm -hmm. but I think in a way like him knowing is terrible that's one thing but helping to put his dad in jail is a completely different thing regardless of how Sean painted it you know that he murdered somebody and you know you're on the he's holding your feet to the fire what's the bigger crime like I get that. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's a fair position to put Spencer in. But I think the information in itself, like confronting his father, I do think that's a conversation worth having. Yeah. Um, given this talk about accountability. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that Spencer and Nicholas are on this journey together, as in they will crash and burn and rebuild together. Okay, I like that. Okay, so a lot of real estate changes. We had a new kitchen, but we also got Finn finally moved out of the hotel. Making yes. some roots for him and Violet. Moved into Renault's old place. We have a new Aiden. We have a brand new Aiden. 
New home, New Aiden. <laughs> um, and I felt personally, first of all, I think they should make out already. But I think right. that kiss the chef apron was really a whole Finn Elizabeth sitch. <laughs> it was a little hinty hinty at that. Like they're very cute together. Um, but then there's like this added drama with like a photo from when she was young and Violet who can't just let things lie. <laughs> Is that the same grandpa as my mommy? I'm like, oh, mood killer. Awkward, right? Oh, yeah, totally, totally. And then when she was like too busy to meet me, I was like, that's really adorable, actually. Um, but it was interesting how they filmed that last scene together. Like, when you're hearing just the voices of, like, Chase and Finn and everyone, it sounded really loud. Like, they were beside yes. her, not in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> um, but, yes. But apparently that's super dramatic. Like, I ripped the picture and I won't tell Finn. I'm going to pretend they lost it. <laughs> like, what's that? <laughs> hey, if that's the most drama those two have to deal with for right now, I'm okay with uh, yeah. that. They have been through enough. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to, like, like, guys like you you like each other let's do something about it <laughs> i just think that he should make a move already i think you should just kiss your daughter's mom sister and just uh, <laughs> let it be that um okay so speaking of family um mystery dad struck mm-hmm. again um <laughs> look i am gonna take this opportunity to poke a little fun at curtis because i felt like they were handing it to me. So, <laughs> okay. okay, so, you know, Portia puts it all together. Um, mm-hmm. It was weird how they cut those scenes because it ended with, yeah. give me the description. And then the following day, he's like, see ya. And like, TJ's not there. And like, Curtis is walking away. And I'm like, did I miss something? Me and so, so she explains the whole thing. But then they're alone. They've just spoken to Sunny. Portia made sure she was not excluded. She's oh, like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I could be here too. And then Curtis is like, oh, my gosh, do you think there's, like, a connection between Renault and the mystery guy? And I'm like, I don't, I really don't think so. Like, I really, I really don't. Like, I know that they said it, and maybe that means Mm -hmm. something, but I'm like, no, Curtis. Like, you're not Jordan. He's not fixated on you. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But just when you brought up Sunny being in the scene with them. One, yeah. yes, I love that they basically call Curtis a dum-dum. <laughs> but with Sunny going to Curtis, it's like, I don't remember them having a relationship, but you keep talking about, like, the circle and the people changing and people gravitating towards each other. And this is Sunny, again, gravitating towards Nina's circle, going to Curtis. Like, I, it, it was a weird visual. Oh, well, yeah. They, I mean, they had a relationship, but, I mean, the last time like Curtis and Sonny were connected was when it was about taking down Renault and they were working with Jordan. So Jordan was working right. with Sonny okay. and then Curtis uh-huh. kept trying to get in on things. And I remember some of those <laughs> scenes where Curtis kept trying to call meetings and then they're like, well, what did Jordan say? <laughs> She's our point <laughs> person. And they were very much like, all right, Curtis, um, let us know when Jordan's free and we'll get back to you. So that was like the last interactions. I guess it's just because of everything going on now. It just felt so... Sunny being pulled and creating this yeah. new circle. Yeah, I could see it now because remember, oh my gosh, because they took the they took the time to talk about like Portia's feelings about Sunny. Yeah, and his world. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. There, yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we talked about the stuff. We did all you know, the things. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say this out loud. Yeah. Like. Curtis is defending Nina, but Nina didn't tell Curtis what she did. Really? No. Okay. You know how he feels about (laughs) lying and cheating. Lying that a guy is dead, he's like, that's forgivable. But we know how he feels about cheating. Exactly. It's going to get interesting. It's going to. And scene. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So do you have ghosts? No. Nope. No, I didn't think about it at all. Then <laughs> I will proceed. Okay, <laughs> go for it. I'll just piggyback on what you have. Okay. So there was when Nina, Scott, Ava in the whole like holding cell or whatever it's called or interrogation room. Um, Ava says to Nina, he acts like a clown so people don't know he's a shark. <laughs> <laughs> I did love how she was like, 
pushing Scott's skills. I love her little um, cheerleader-ish of him. I know. I love her little world and her, like, bizarre people she has in it. It's awesome. Uh, then there was a scene at Kelly's. Oh, the one with, like, Joss and Spencer. And Spencer's like, um, Joss, can you just, like, enjoy my humiliation from across the room, please? <laughs> Okay, okay, maybe I have some stuff too. Okay, so I like I liked Nicholas being all like freaking out over the fact that he has a job. Like I just thought the reaction was <laughs> hilarious. Like something dramatic happened. Um I, I did post a story about this because that's what I heard in my dirty little mind. But when he was talking to Ava, I was like, and Johnny heard it too. When he's like, Alexis has an erotic streak and I'm like he can't possibly be saying she has an erotic streak and honestly I was sitting with Johnny like I'm feeling so dumb that I'm like I don't even know what he was trying to say and then I was like oh neurotic neurotic and then when I and then when I replayed it I heard neurotic and Johnny's like nope still here erotic <laughs> and I replayed it a few times I'm like oh my gosh like, what, does, what does her sex life have to do with it anything your aunt's <laughs> sex life on daytime tv <laughs> I, know, I know but that was uh that was my favorite moment that didn't really happen but it happened for me kind of like nina's whole life for the past nine months exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well i think nicholas the next favorite line of mine is from spencer okay when ava needs a cup of coffee and he's like well that's your fifth cup of coffee that might kill you i'll be right on it <laughs> Oh my gosh, how did I miss that line? That's so good. And then Nicholas says something to him and he's like, I'm still your father. And Spencer said, yeah, that can't be helped. <laughs> Man, he's got that fun tune. He's going to be a really great waiter. It's going to be good because I just think about all those people who have kind of like leaned on Kelly's when they've been down or, you know, just changing their, like changing their lives. And I, I, I look forward to see like him just becoming really good at the job. Right. Because when he was talking to Sean, it's like, do you remember that Sean used to run the place? Exactly. Yes, I did. So I thought it was interesting to see them both in the same place. I loved yeah. it. Okay. We did it. We covered things. We talked about the stuff and we can get ready for the weekend. So everybody that's a wrap and have a fantastic weekend. Happy Halloween. <laughs> oh yes, happy Halloween. Ooh, Even though we had no Halloween episodes, whatever. Next week, next week will be Halloween in Port Charles. And maybe it'll be Halloween for 2 weeks. And then it'll be Christmas. <laughs> happy Halloween Christmas. <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>